Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Jack Benny program transcribed presented by Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, be happy, go lucky strike, be happy, go lucky, go lucky strike today. A flying saucer came to Earth, so ends a mystery, for out jumped 20 men who said smoke LSMFT. If you've been missing smoking joy and really want some fast, switch right to milder lucky strike for pleasure that will last. Be happy, go lucky, be happy, go lucky. Enjoy your cigarette. Enjoy truly fine tobacco that combines both perfect mildness and rich taste in one great cigarette, Lucky Strike. For only fine tobacco gives you both perfect mildness and rich taste. And LSMFT, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So friends, be happy, go lucky. Try a carton of Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, be happy, go lucky strike, be happy, go lucky, go lucky strike today. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, it's evening at the Benny household. Rochester has just finished, or Jack has just finished dinner, and now is in the kitchen helping Rochester with the dishes. Do you enjoy, enjoy your dinner, Rochester? <laughs> well, that, uh... That ought to be enough water, Rochester. Yes, sir. Uh, by the way, boss, it's awful nice of you to help me with the dishes tonight. Well, after all, Rochester, it's your birthday and your friends are giving you a party. I know you want to get away. By the way, how old are you today? Forty-three. Gee, forty-three. Yep. <laughs> what are you laughing at? It's hard to believe that when I first started working here, I was younger than you. <laughs> Yeah. Now, uh, hand me the silver and I'll dry it. Here you are. Say, boss, you've got some new silverware, haven't you? What do you mean? Well, look at this fork. On the back it says Romanoffs. Oh. Oh, well, that's the family heirloom given to me by my Aunt Harriet. Harriet Romanoff. <laughs> oh. Well, what about this spoon here? It says Chasen's. Oh, oh, I got that from another aunt of mine, Matilda Chasen. Yeah. Oh. Say, boss, this fork here, was that given to you by... No, I'm not going to ask you. What? I know you haven't got an aunt named Pig and Whistle. <laughs> oh, yes, I have, Rochester. She was married twice to Sam Pig and Joe Whistle. <laughs> now, leave me alone. Rochester, answer the door, will you, please? Yes, sir. Hello, Miss Livingston. Hello, Rochester. Happy birthday, and here's a little gift for you. Some cufflinks. 
Well, thanks. Thanks very much. Come on in. Uh, where's Mr. Benny? Uh, he's helping me with the dishes. Oh. What'd he give you for your birthday? Miss Livingston, he gave me a gift worth $2,400. What? Mr. Benny gave you a gift worth $2,400? How come? Well, as Mr. Benny explained to me, he's a great artist on the radio and gets $12,000 for his broadcast. Uh-huh. The broadcast is only 30 minutes long, which means he gets $400 per minute. Uh-huh. And by giving me six minutes of his time to help me with the dishes, I'm getting the equivalent of $2,400. What? If you, don't got, if you don't get out the kitchen soon, I'll be in the higher brackets. Oh, hello, Mary. Don't speak to me. I can't afford it. What are you talking about? Nothing, nothing. Jack, I came over to ask you if you'd like to come to my house tonight. I'm having some friends over, and we're going to play Canasta. Oh, I'd love to, Mary, but tonight I'm going to stay home and look over the script of my second television show. Oh, that reminds me. Mama saw your first one. She did? Your mother? Mm-hmm. And I got a letter from her this morning. I have it right here. Oh, what does Plainfield's Edge of Doom have to say? <laughs> I'll read it to you. Well, go ahead, kid. <clears throat> mm. My darling daughter, Mary. Just a few lines to let you know that we all saw Jack's first television show and liked it very much. Gee. When Jack came out on the stage and stood there with that devil-may-care attitude, he reminded me of Francis X. Bushman. <laughs> well. Jack's performance was so nonchalant, so casual, and so relaxed, we all fell asleep. What? In the time it took him to say hello again, this is Jack Benny, Milton Berle would have given us three guest stars. Well, Mary, we're different. I have my style of comedy, and Burl has everybody's. <laughs> Go ahead, read on, right? And now, Mary, for a few lines about your sister, Babe. I'll read this slowly, Mary. That's the part that sends me. You know? Your sister, Babe, still isn't engaged, and I think her appearance is against her. Gee. She always looks like she just got up. What? And in the morning, when she does get up, she looks like... But then, that's another letter. Poor kid. We thought baby finally landed a fellow last week. For seven straight nights, a college student took her out. A college student took out baby? Mm. But the eighth night, he didn't show up. He called and said the initiation was over. <laughs> How do you like that? That's all the news now, so we'll close. Your loving mother, LaVeon Rose Livingston. <laughs> Mary, your mother is so funny. Do you think she'd consider writing some jokes for my television show? For your television show? Well, she might, Jack, if you put my sister Babe on it. Mary, if I have your sister Babe, I don't need jokes. <laughs> anyway, I'd like to ask her... Mm, I'll answer the door, Jack. Be happy, go lucky. Be happy, go lucky, strike. Be happy. Oh, hello, Phil. Hiya, Liv. How's the flower that bloomed in the May Company? <laughs> fine, Phil, fine. Come on in. Where's Jackson? Oh, he'll be... Hey, Phil, you're wearing glasses. Yeah, I decided I better get them to keep me out of trouble. Why? What happened? Well, a couple of days ago, Liv, I was riding down Hollywood Boulevard and I saw a cute little chick walking along and I whistled at her. Well, how did that get you into trouble? It was Alice. <laughs> oh, hello, Phil. Hiya, Jackson. Hello, Roch. Happy birthday. Thank you, Mr. Harris. Here, uh, Rochester, I brought you a present. Thanks. What is it? Hair tonic? You can use it for that if you want happy hair. <laughs> happy hair? Hey, Jackson, I want to ask you something. 
What is it, Phil? Well, a uh, couple of weeks from now, me and my boys have to be out of town, and I want to know, uh, do you think that you could possibly do a program without us? What did you say, Phil? <laughs> I want to repeat... know if you could do a program without me and my boys. Well, Phil, I really don't know, but I'd be so grateful if you'd give me a chance to try. <laughs> Believe me. Wait a minute, Jackson. That's no altitude to take. That's attitude. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, you can go right now. Altitude. A natural mistake for a chap who's always high. <laughs> okay. Now, look, Phil. Phil, where's this place that you and the boys may have to play? Well, Jackson, we may be invited to play at the formal opening of a new incinerator that burns all the fish heads at Pismo Beach. <laughs> Well, congratulations, Phil. I think it's a step in the right direction. So take my advice. Oh, excuse me a minute. Hello? One moment, please. I have a long-distance call from Las Vegas. Las Vegas? Who can that be? Hello? Oh, hello, Dennis. What are you doing in Las Vegas? Who's this? <laughs> Jack Benny, you called me. I did. I thought I was putting nickels in a slot machine. <laughs> Oh, fine. Dennis, what are you doing in Las Vegas, anyway? I'm up here sightseeing. Yesterday, I saw the Hoover Vacuum Cleaner Factory. The Hoover, va Hoover Vacuum? <laughs> Hoover? Did I say Hoover? Remember our old president, Herbert Hoover? <laughs> no, that's Herbert Heaver. <laughs> Do you, when you were in Las Vegas, you say you saw the Hoover vacuum cleaner factory? Yeah, it sure is a funny-looking place. A big solid wall of cement with water on one side of it. Oh, for heaven's sake, that's Hoover Dam. Dam. Well, there's no need to get that mad about it. I'm not mad. Dennis, who's in Las Vegas with you? Oh, I'm up here with my mother. She's on our way to Detroit. Detroit? Oh, is your mother going to pick up a new car? Five of them. She drives the truck. <laughs> Now stop that I know you called up Just to have some fun with me You're not even in Las Vegas Oh yes I am in Las Vegas No you're not I'm sorry sir But your three lemons are up <laughs> What? Now what do you got to say? Nothing Believe me Goodbye Dennis Goodbye Mr. Day Yes operator You're my favorite singer Would you sing a song for me Over the phone? Sure Lucky for you I walked into a phone booth That had a piano The holly green, the ivy green The prettiest picture you've ever seen Is Christmas in Killarney With all of the folks at home It's nice to know to kiss your bow While cuddling under the mistletoe And Santa Claus, you know, of course Is one of the boys from home The door is always open The neighbors pay a call And Father John, before he's gone Will bless the house and all How grand it feels to click your heels And join in the fun of the jigs and reels I'm handing you no blarney The likes you've never known It's Christmas in Killarney With all of the folks at home The holly green, the ivy green The prettiest picture you've ever seen Is Christmas in Killarney With all of the folks at home 
was cousin O'Flaherty, Uncle O'Shaughnessy, Michael, me brother, and Auntie McGee. And father and mother were all in a diddle when Terence the baby crawled under the tree. It's nice, you know, to kiss your beau while cuddling under the mistletoe. And Santa Claus, you know, of course, is one of the boys from home. Twas Patty Delahanty who dressed up like Santy and gave out the presents like he always does. But Johnny McGee, when he sat on his knee, tried to pull off his whiskers to see who it was. The door is always open, the neighbors pay a call. And Father John, before he's gone, will bless the house and all. How grand it feels to click your heels and join in the fun of the jigs and reels. I'm handing you no blarney, the likes you've never known. It's Christmas in Killarney with all of the folks at home. How grand it feels to click your heels and join in the fun of the jigs and reels. I'm handing you no blarney, the likes you've never known. It's Christmas in with all of the folks at home. Uh, Jack, who was that on the phone before? That was Dennis. He told me he was up in Las Vegas. I don't know whether to believe that kid or not. Once he called me up and told me he was in Tokyo, and I bawled him out. Boy, was I embarrassed when he put MacArthur on the phone. <laughs> so you can't tell. Say, Jack, I gotta run along now. Are you sure you don't wanna come over and play canasta? No, Mary, thanks. How about you, Phil? Canasta? No, thanks, Liv. When I play cards, I just wanna be dealt five. Five, then halt, that's enough. <laughs> But I'll drop you by your house if you like Okay, bye Jack So long, Hoovier <laughs> So long, fishhead <laughs> Be happy, go lucky, be happy Say, Rochester Yes, boss? You can have the evening off if you... <laughs> that he was upstairs when I called him. <laughs> Never saw anybody leave so fast. But then he's going to his birthday party. Rochester, what'd you come back for? I forgot my hair tonic! Oh. <laughs> well, let's see. What'll I do tonight? I should read my television script, but I don't feel like memorizing now. I think I'll just go in the library and read a book. Let's see. There's some books here I haven't read. Here's Ernest Hemingway's new one, Across the River and Into the Trees. I hear that's great. Here's a new book by Gypsy Rose Lee, <laughs> Across the Runway and Into the Tees. <laughs> that ought to be interesting. Eh, no pictures. <laughs> hey, here's one I haven't read. A cup of coffee, a sandwich, and murder. Say, this is the book I heard about. It's supposed to be very exciting, too. It's got gangsters in it and everything. I think I'll read it. I'll sit over here by the fireplace. A cup of coffee, a sandwich, and murder. Chapter One.
story is an unusual one. It all took place in a typical American town. I was a typical American man in a typical American business, which was identified with my typical American name. I remember the day they put up the sign, Gundlefinger's Lunchroom. <laughs> yes, that's me, Charlie Gundlefinger. As the story opens, it is midnight and my lunchroom is deserted except for one lonely customer. Yeah, it sure is a dreary night tonight, Curly. I wish I could close up and go home. What do you have to eat? Throw me one of them apples. They're wax. Oh. <laughs> hey, Charlie, look what's on top of one of them wax apples. Yeah. Stupid worm. <laughs> Come on, Curly, I want to go home. What do you have to eat? I don't know. What do you got? Well, how'd you like some squaw baked in wine? Nah, nah. Have you got any ham hocks? Stewed in bourbon? <laughs> nah, we're all out of ham hocks. Good. Just bring me the juice. <laughs> okay. Say, Curly, next week when you come in here, you won't know this lunchroom. It's going to be real ritzy. New curtains and drapes and rugs on the floor. Nice new lampshades and everything. It's about time this joint looks like an old incinerator at Pismo Beach. <laughs> no worry, I'm going to fix everything. In fact, I've already hired the interior decorators. Say, Curly, hurry up and finish eating, will you? It's such a nasty night, I want to close up and go home. I'll be through in a minute. How about a napkin? Use the drapes. <laughs> I'm going to get new ones anyway. Yes, sir, I can just see the way this place is going to... Hmm. What's the matter, Charlie? What are you staring at? was staring out the window. Two guys had just stepped off the curb and were crossing the street. I'd never seen them before. They looked tough, very tough. One of them looked exactly like Richard Widmark, courtesy of 20th Century Fox. <laughs> they were coming this way. What, uh, what'll it be, gentlemen? I say, what'll it be, gentlemen? Gentlemen, what'll it be? What are you shaking for, blue eyes? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't cold in here. Getting ready to close up, gentlemen, so if you want something to eat, you better order it. Hey, Sluggy. What is it, Giggles? Bouvier <laughs> is in a hurry. <laughs> Maybe we ought to slow him down. Yeah, down. Now, look, gentlemen, I don't want no trouble. What'll you have? You can have some ham and eggs or some corned beef hash or a mixed green salad. Ouch! Why did you slap me? I don't like salads. 
You don't? No. <laughs> he thought he would antagonize me by blowing smoke in my face. But he was wrong. I liked it. <laughs> he was smoking a lucky strike. Made of that fine, that light, that naturally mild tobacco. L-S-M-F-T. L-S-M-F-T. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm. Listen, you. I'm not finished yet. <laughs> so fully packed. So free and easy on the draw. Now, look, fellas. I want to close up this joint, so you better order and get out of here. And put that gun down. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, Slugger? Huh? Did you hear that? <laughs> He wants me to put the gun down. Yeah, down. <laughs> I was in a spot. The taller one was five foot ten and sinister. The shorter one was five foot six and crazy. <laughs> crazy or not, he was a neat dresser. He even had a carnation in the hole in his head. <laughs> in desperation, I looked toward my only customer, Curly. But he was no help. He was lying there under the table. <laughs> I had put too much seasoning in the ham hock. <laughs> I knew these men were tough, and I'd have to bluff my way out. So I turned to the taller one and said, Now, see here, mister. I want to ask you a question. Look, big man, I ask the questions around here, see? You just answer them, do as I tell you, see? If not, you'll get hurt, see? Now get me something to eat, see? And be quick about it, look. <laughs> look? Where? Shut up, Slugger. Now look, big man, I asked you to get me something to eat. Well, it's about time. You know, I have the reputation of serving the tastiest food in town. Oh, you do, eh? Okay, I'll make you a deal. If your food is as good as you say it is, we'll scram. But if it ain't, I'll blow your head off. Well, that's a fair deal. <laughs> What'll you have? <laughs> Throw me one of them apples. When he asked for one of those wax apples, I knew I was in trouble. His crazy pal had eaten them all. <laughs> I was afraid to look for the worm. Well, I'm waiting. I'm sorry, but wait a minute. What are you reaching your back pocket for? To get my handkerchief. Your handkerchief? Yeah. Hmm. You must have a bad cold. <laughs> yeah, I just took those shots for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Giggles, no wonder you was a panic in the streets. Now, look, I know what you guys want. You're a couple of gangsters. You're here to hold me up. Did you hear that, Slugger? The big man thinks we're here to hold him up. <laughs> yeah, up. <laughs> Well, you got us wrong, Blue Eyes. We come in here to talk business with you. 
Business? With me? Yeah. We heard you're gonna get this dump redecorated. Yes, I am. What's that got to do with you? Well, we want to know something. What? Who are you getting your chintz from? <laughs> chintz? Yeah, and the silk lining for your drapes. I'm not gonna have them lined. Now listen, big man, you're gonna have drapes and you're gonna have them lined and you're getting them from us, see? Now look, fellas, you can't come in here and intimidate me. I'm gonna call the police. Okay, blue eyes. Go ahead, call the police. Well, I would, but I... I don't know the number. Oh, you don't know the number, huh? Well, maybe I could help you out. How can you dial the phone from way over there? Stand aside and I'll show you. What? Go ahead, big man, talk. And talk fast, I'm bleeding. <laughs> well, I'm not afraid of you guys anymore. You took three shots before and three shots now. You're out of bullets. I've got my gun, see? Come on up with your hands, both of you. Ah, oh, you want to shoot it out, eh? Okay, hand me a gun, slugger. Here you are. Now take that. Not that one, your real gun. Oh, no, you don't. I got you guys covered. Take that. Oh. You got me, Slugger. You got me. I'm dying, Slugger. I knew the day would come. <laughs> I knew I couldn't get away with it. Oh, everything's getting dark. I can't see. I'm dying, Slugger. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me the kiss of death And now There's no way out <laughs> Goodbye, Slugger I'm dying <sighs> Dying <sighs> Dying Well, fall down, you big ham <laughs> Yeah, maybe this will help him. No! Yes, that's my story. I killed him. And I'll do it again for the West Coast at 9.30. <laughs> this is Charlie Gundelfinger saying good night. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Treasury Department is conducting an intensified drive to sell more United States savings bonds. It's a terrific opportunity for you to create financial security and independence. If you haven't been buying savings bonds regularly, start now. Put more opportunity in your future. Invest in United States savings bonds. Thank you. Jack will be back in just a moment, but first, everybody, be happy, go lucky, and let's visit a happy wedding party. Be happy, go lucky, be happy, go lucky strike, be happy, go lucky, go lucky strike today. 
the bride and groom smoked lucky strike, so we filled up their carriage for mildness and rich taste combined to make a lucky marriage. We gave a shower for the bride and we are proud to boast the packs of luckies that we brought are what she wanted most. Be happy, go lucky, be happy, go lucky strike, be happy, go lucky, go lucky strike today. Yes, light up a lucky and enjoy the happy blending of perfect mildness and rich taste combined in one great cigarette, Lucky Strike. Perfect mildness? Remember, scientific tests confirmed by three independent consulting laboratories prove Lucky Strike is milder than any other principal brand. And you always get the full rich taste of fine tobacco, too. Because LSMFT, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So be happy, go lucky. Try a carton of Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, be happy, go lucky strike. Be happy, go lucky, go lucky strike today. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank the fellow who looked like Richard Widmark for appearing here tonight through the courtesy of the studio that looks like 20th Century Fox. Dick, I want to thank you very much for being on my program tonight. Well, I was happy to be with you, Jack, but uh, there's one thing I'd like to ask you. What's that? When do I get paid? Paid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. 